Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim In the name of Allah, the most beneficent, the most merciful The Islamic Propagation Office at Rabwa www.islamhouse.com Is pleased to present to you this lecture Ya ayyuhal nasu attaqu rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahida wa khalaqa minha zawjaha وبس منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كلام الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها فإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة كل ضلالة في النار وإنما توعدون لآت وما أنتم بمعجزين Appraise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and he's the only one worthy of praise and seek his help, his guidance and his forgiveness I believe in him and I trust him I seek refuge in Almighty Allah from the evil of our passions Indeed whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Guide him to Al-Islam, no one can mislead him after Allah. And whomsoever Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put him astray, no one can guide him after Allah. I testify openly that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah Rabbil Alameen. And I testify that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is his messenger and the seal of all the prophets. O Muslims, you must know that the best speech is the speech of Almighty Allah which is the Quran. The best guidance is the course of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, which is his sunnah. The worth of all affairs is innovation and addition to the religion of al-Islam. Indeed, every addition to the religion of al-Islam will lead to hellfire. I adjure you as well as myself to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the best of your ability. Fear Allah and don't die unless you are Muslims. After this, I greet you all with the greeting of al-Islam. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. May the peace and the blessing of Almighty Allah be with you all. Uh, as I've been informed a few minutes ago that uh, uh, Sheikh Ibrahim had to cancel his class. Uh, so I'm here like uh, a spare Sheikh. Like if say a spare tire, this will be a spare Sheikh. And I'm here only to fill in his shoes. And you know that filling is not the, like the main menu. So please uh, accept my uh, shortcoming. And I don't want you to be doing this long trip for nothing. And you go home with, without hearing something. So inshallah, what I can do, I'm going to try to continue our class that we have today concerning the virtues of calling the event or the excellency of the event which we already had discussed one uh, hadith about it uh, but before I start I would like to make uh, to answer the question for those who left after the class immediately uh, sister uh, uh, I think with Sister Anissa had asked the question about the Adhan of Fajr, Fariha, I'm sorry, 
I'm glad she's not here, otherwise she would get mad at me that I, you know, I'm not good with keeping names. Anyway, Sister Fariha asked the question about what was the time between the first Azan and the second Azan uh, of Fajr. And my answer, uh, that was no specific time that I can record it. Uh, uh, but it's sufficient for people who make in suhoor to eat their suhoor. People who finish in, uh, who still making tahajjud to finish their tahajjud and go home and eat their meal for suhoor. And I think that was what is the time between the first and the second event for Juma, And the reply also will be the same thing. Enough for people closing their shops, going home, changing their clothes, taking a shower, walking back to the mosque. So you give estimate, estimate time, maybe 45 minutes an hour, Allah knows best. But one comment that I made, which Sheikh uh, Ibn Uthaymeen, rahmatullah alayhi, didn't mention it in the book here, and also because we did not uh, record it, that I agree with Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen that we could not say that what Ibn, uh, what uh, Uthman radiallahu an did is innovation. But what I disagree is that people did not carry the sunnah of the Khulafa al-Rashidin as is. They tried to alternate or to add or to change. So as example, the first event for Jum'ah that Uthman, may Allah be pleased with him, initiated, that was on a zawra so was not in the mosque. So now when we take the first event and we bring it to, to the mosque, although this innovation in the place, so this will be uh, what you call bid'ah So they did not carry it as is. So if we want to do what Uthman did, let's do it exactly someplace else different from the mosque. Also, Uthman radiallahu anhu, when he initiated the first event for Jum'ah, he did not make the difference between that event and the Juma event five minutes. Of course, with enough time for people to go back home, leave their shops, close it, take a shower, come back for Juma. So this is another issue that we have to pay attention to it. So the way how it is done nowadays in some masajid, they do the first event in the mosque and they do it before Juma about five minutes. In addition to this, there is another bid'ah been started that when the people hear the first event for Juma, the whole mosque, except little, they get up and they make two rak'at sunnah. There is no sunnah there. The sunnah, when you enter the mosque, you pray two sunnah, but when you sit down, there is no more sunnah. So this is something that Sheikh Ibn Uthameen, rahmatullah alayhi, didn't mention in his explanation but I want to bring it to your attention. So for those masajid who like to practice the sunnah of Uthman, no problem. We can do it. But don't change it. Uthman didn't 
cause the adhan in the mosque. Neither Uthman radiallahu anh made the adhan five minutes before Juma. So let's do it the same or do it exactly like it's done in the time of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, which was only one adhan for Juma, and this after the Imam will go and climb over the member, the pulpit, to give his khutbah. So the Imam will go in the member and say, Assalamu alaikum, and sit down. Now the Muazzin will call the first and the only adhan for Juma. Nobody will get up for sunnah, nothing. Everybody will sit and listen. Now let's go back to our original subject, which the excellency or the virtue of, of Adhan. And for those who have the book Riyadh al-Salihin, uh, the one published by Dar al-Salam, please refer to volume number 2, page number 828, and this will be hadith number 1034. وعن معاوية رضي الله عنه قال سمعت رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم يقول المؤذنون أطول الناس أعناقا يوم القيامة which is the meaning is نهرتت معاوية may Allah be pleased with him I heard Allah's messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم saying those scholars of Adhan will have the longest neck on the day of resurrection reported by Muslim. Now let's go to the sharh or the explanation of Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen rahmatullahi alayhi. This hadith of Muawiyah concerning the callers of Adhan, they will have the long snake in the day of judgment. The Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen is saying when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala revived the people and resurrected them in the day of judgment, those people who used to call the event, they will have a speciality for them, not for others, which is that they're going to have the longest neck. And this is to let everybody get to see them and to know them because their position and their reward and the honor they got, that because they used to announce the event, proclaim the event, call the, to make the call for the prayer, they used to announce a takbir, that Allah is the greatest. They used to announce the tawheed statement, which ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, ashhadu anna Muhammad rasulullah. They used to announce the success to the people and invite them for the prayer in in the places. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, because they raise Allah's words, Allah will raise their necks and make it the longest and make them higher in among the people. So their necks will be longer than anybody else to such a degree will be easy for everybody to see them. And this, it tells us that each one of us should be concerned and try to be a muazzin, a caller for the prayer.
even if you are in a, a journey or a picnic and you have a company with you, you should compete with them to be the one who call the adhan. As the Prophet ﷺ had told us in the previous hadith, that if the people know about the reward of calling the adhan, they have no means to achieve it unless they cast lots, they will do it. Also the hadith which mention about the reward of calling the adhan hadith Abu Sa'id al-Khudri may Allah be pleased with him that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is saying أَنَّهُ مَا مِنْ إِنْسٍ وَلَا جِنٍ وَلَا شَيْءٍ يَسْمَعُ صَوْتَ الْمُؤَذِّنْ إِلَّا شَهِدَ لَهُ بِذَلِكَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ which is the meaning is that is no human being or a jinn or any object things that hear the sound of the muazzin, his voice, except that will be witness for the muazzin in the day of a judgment. Subhanallah. And this also shows us the virtues of calling the event. That means everything heard his voice. Human being, jinn, buildings, mountains, trees, name it it will come as a witness for him in the day of judgment. We have to be concerned and compete to reach to the Adhan unless that somebody been given this position. They call it him Mu'addin Ratib that been hired by the community or been hired by the ministry of Awqaf and trust or that somebody give him this position, somebody who is in authority. So unless that we have somebody been designated for this position, that we should be competing for this position. Now, let's go to the next hadith. which Abu Hurairah, may Allah be pleased with him, narrated this hadith, قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا نودي بالصلاة أدبر الشيطان له دراق حتى لا يسمع التأذين فإذا قضي النداء أقبل حتى إذا سوب للصلاة أدبر حتى إذا قضي التسويب أقبل حتى يخطر بين المرء ونفسه يقول اذكر كذا واذكر كذا لما لم يذكر من قبل حتى يظل الرجل ما يدري كم صلى سبحان الله لو بي اتنشن جايز سبحان الله نيريتد أبو هريرة مي الله بيبليز وذهن ذا مسنجر أبو الله صلى الله عليه وسلم السين when the muazzin for salah prayer is pronounced, the devil takes to his heels and breaks wind with noise so as not to hear the call being made. When the adhan is finished, he, the shaitan, returns. When the ikama is announced, he, the shaitan, turns his back. And after 
it is completion, its completion, the shaitan returns again to distract the attention of one and makes him remember things which he does not recall in his mind before the salah and says, remember this, remember this. And thus, as a result of this, one to forget how much of salah he had offered. This hadith, which also tells us about the reward of the Adhan, which reported by Abu Huraira, may Allah be pleased with him, and in the collection of Imam al-Bukhari, and Imam Muslim, rahmatullah alayhima, that when the shaitan, when the shaitan hears the Adhan, the call for prayer, he will run away. This number one. While he running away, he threw fat. Because he disliked to hear the remembrance of Allah. And this is the meaning of the statement of Allah min sharril waswas al-khannas. Min sharril waswas al-khannas. From the evil of the one that disappear when he hears the remembrance of Allah. So the shaitan will disappear and run away. Because the shaitan, he hates nothing more than the worship of Allah, the obedience of Allah. And what hates more the shaitan, the people who cause the people for the remembrance of Allah. What is the most that the shaitan loves? Shirk, association part and beside Allah. What else? Disobedience of Allah. What else? The fahsha and the munkar. As Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala stated, الشيطان يعدكم الفقر ويأمركم بالفحشاء. Satan promise you poverty. He doesn't want you to spend fi sabilillah. So he promise you what? Poverty and command you with the evil. So shaitan loves the people to do things which Allah forbids them. And he dislikes the people to do what Allah commands them. So when the mu'addin calling the adhan, calling them for coming to the prayer, the shaitan will run away to, to a distant far, to such a degree that he could not hear. The shaitan coming back again to disturb the people. Now when it's time for ikama, and the mu'addin making the ikama, again the shaitan will be running away. So when the ikama is finished, now the shaitan coming in your salah now to disturb you. And now the shaitan telling you, oh, you remember such and such things that we did not remember before the prayer, now he coming to remind us about it. And this is something witness, you understand? We witness to these things. Sometimes we'll be looking for certain things, or forgotten things, and we could not remember it until we engaged in the prayer. Because this is the moment for the shaitan to come to disturb your prayer, remind you about the things that you could not remember before. And there is a story here that Imam came to the Imam Abu Hanifa, rahmatullahi alayhi, and he said to him, 
Imam, I have a problem. Somebody trusted me with something and I bought it someplace, but I forgot. I could not recall where did I place it. So the Imam, Rahmatullah alayhi, said to him, Go make wudu and pray two rak'at, and you will remember. So the man went and make wudu, and as soon as he said, Allahu Akbar, and start to make his prayer, so the shaitan came and reminded him. You see? Because the shaitan is not concerned about letting him know But the shaitan is concerned about disturbing him from his prayer. The next hadith, which hadith, Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, may Allah be pleased with him. أَنَّهُ سَمِعَ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ يَقُولُ إِذَا سَمِعْتُمُ الْمُؤَذِّنَ فَقُولُوا مِثْلَ مَا يَقُولُ ثُمَّ صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ فإنه من صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرا ثم صلوا الله لي الوسيلة فإنها منزلة في الجنة لا تنبغي إلا لعبد من عباد الله وأرجو أن أكون أنا هو فمن سأل لي الوسيلة حلت له الشفاعة رواه مسلم This hadith which he reported by Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As, may Allah be pleased with him and his father, saying, I heard Allah's messenger, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, saying, when you hear the adhan, repeat what he recites, then invoke Allah's blessings on me, because everyone who invokes one blessing on me, will receive in return ten blessings from Allah. Then beseech Allah to give me al-wasila, which is a station of a high rank in paradise, fitting for only one of Allah's slaves, and I hope that I will be that man. If anyone begs Allah al-wasila for me, it becomes incumbent upon me to intercede for him, i.e. in the day of judgment reported by Muslim. So from this two hadith, number one, we learn the reward and the virtues of calling the adhan. Also that the adhan is one of the means to make the shaitan run away. Therefore, a great number of the scholars, they see this mustahab, that when Allah bless you with a child, that you will cause the adhan in his ear to make the shaitan run away.
some of the scholars they said cause the adhan in his ear so that means the first thing will touch his ear the remembrance of Allah in, at any case adhan make the shaitan run away but the question here if a person calls the adhan in a time different from the time for salah will this cause the shaitan to run away Allah knows best but in general we understand that remembrance of Allah it caused the shaitan to run away because the meaning of al-khannas the one who disappear when Allah his name is mentioned the second hadith it tells us about the virtues of adhan and that the Prophet ﷺ had ordered us whenever we hear the adhan we repeat after the muazzin so when he say Allahu Akbar we say Allahu Akbar when the muazzin say Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah we say Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah when the muazzin say Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah we say Ashhadu anna Muhammad Rasulullah only with exception Hayya ala salah and Hayya ala falah we should say because this is invitation so the muazzin is inviting us so we are not supposed to repeat back to him and say Hayya ala salah inviting him back but we're supposed to say the isti'ana kalimat al-isti'ana the word of seeking help which means la hawla wala quwwata illa billah i.e. no power no mighty except by Allah that means we saying we have intention to answer the call but only by Allah's help therefore I will say the word of isti'ana it will assist the human being for his affairs and fixing his matter therefore the, in the story of the man who owned the two gardens he said to his friend لا قوة إلا بالله so a person he say that if he said this word that your jannah your garden your fruits had been protected Therefore, this is a great word to such a degree that the Prophet sallallahu had said to Abu Musa al-Ash'ari أَلَا أَدُلُّكَ عَلَى كَنْزٍ مِنْ كُنُوزِ الْجَنَّةِ Should I inform or lead you to a treasure of the treasures of Jannah? He said, of course, indeed, O Prophet of Allah, the Prophet told him, say, لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله 
that mean no mighty, no power except by the will of Allah. So when the Mu'addin say, Hayya ala salah Hayya ala al-Falah, we're supposed to say, La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. When he say in Salat al-Fajr, As-Salatu khayrun min al-Nawm, we're supposed to say, As-Salatu khayrun min al-Nawm. وَإِذَا قَالَ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ قُلْنَا اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ And when he say لا إله إلا الله we say لا إله إلا الله After this we send peace and the blessing on the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم I eat to say اللهم صلي على محمد because whosoever sinned salah on the Prophet one time, Allah the Almighty will bless him ten times. After this, we beg Allah to grantee him al-wasila by saying, Allahumma rabba hadhihi da'wati tamah wa salat al-qa'imah آت محمدا الوسيلة والفضيلة وابعثه مقاما محمودا الذي وعدته إنك لا تخلف الميعاد i.e. O Allah you are the Lord of this perfect call and establish prayer give محمد الوسيلة and الفضيلة and raise him to the praiseworthy position which you have promised. Indeed, you, do, you, fail, you fail not to keep your promise. If we send the peace and the blessing on the Prophet Muhammad وسلم, and we ask al-wasila for him, now the intercession of the Prophet will be lawful for us. What is al-wasila? The Shaykh Rahmatullahi Alayhi said, al-wasila is a higher ranked position in Jannah. This is the highest place that a slave of Allah can reach. And the Prophet said, I hope I am the one who will get it. And this hope, insha'Allah, will be for the Prophet ﷺ with no doubt. That because we know the best among Allah's creation is the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. So when his ummah, his followers, his nation, make dua with this, after each adhan, and as we understand that dua supplication between Adhan and Iqama never rejected, so when all the nations, all the followers, saying, Allahumma ati Muhammad al-Wasila, so, and the nations of Muhammad deserve by Allah's will that the, their dua to be answered, so, insha'Allah, with no doubt, that the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam 
will be getting this position. Therefore he said, I wish and I hope I am the one who gets this position. Therefore, it is incumbent upon us when we hear the Adhan to repeat after the Mu'addin. Even if we are reciting Quran, we stop our recitation and we answer the Mu'addin. And when we finish, continue our recitation. The scholars, may Allah send mercy on their souls, are different. Concerning if a person engaged in prayer, should he repeat after the Mu'addin or not? Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah rahmatullahi alayhi, he said, of course, even if you are in Salah. That because the Adhan is a remembrance of Allah, which doesn't violate the prayer. And the Prophet ﷺ saying, if you hear the Mu'adhin, say like he's saying. And he didn't make exception if you are in the Salah. But the majority of the scholars, they said, if you are in Salah, you are not obligated to say after the Mu'adhin. Because you are busy and engaged in your prayer. And this is a special thing that you're supposed to be saying in the prayer. And the Adhan is long, which it can occupy you and take you out of the prayer. But if you sneeze as example, while you're making salah, you can say, Alhamdulillah. No problem with this, because it's not too long. Like the Adhan, it's too long to be repeating after the Mu'adhan, but he sneezes, he can say, Alhamdulillah, and this is it. But if you finish, when you finish your Salah, now you can say what the Mu'adhan said, because you was quiet, because you engaged in the prayer before. Same thing will apply if you are in the bathroom. If you heard the Mu'addin, you don't say after him. Because this is the remembrance of Allah. So when you leave the bathroom, now you will say what the Mu'addin had said. Some, they said, you answer the Mu'addin with your heart. Because, but this is not really sure, because the Prophet ﷺ say, say like he's saying. And doing it by your heart, this not is saying. Now the other question, what about if I heard more than one Mu'addin in the same time? Or one after the other? We say if all of them say the Adhan with the same voice in the same time, so that you repeat after each one of them. Because this is something good under the remembrance of Allah. Some of the scholars said, if you did not make your prayer. So if you heard the event and you make salah, 
And after you finish your salah, you heard another adhan, so you don't have to repeat after him. Because you are not invited to go to this second adhan, or to make the salah again. You already made your salah, so you don't have to repeat after the second mu'adhan. Nevertheless, there is also a, a comment about it. Because the Prophet ﷺ is saying, إِذَا سَمِعْتُمُ الْمُؤَذِّنَ فَقُولُوا مِثْلَ مَا يَقُولُ And the Prophet ﷺ says, when you hear the Mu'adhin, repeat after them. He didn't say if you made your salah, or you finished your salah, or you said it before or not. So it's a general. So we should do it. But anyway, inshallah, the matter is easy. And you should answer the event anytime you hear it because you are not losing anything, you're gaining good deed and the blessings and it's not going to be harming you by any means and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best. Inshallah we're going to stop here and if anybody have a question related to the event specifically we can take it. Uh, uh, in actuality, I think we have one hadith more, and we can finish the chapter about the event. So let me see if I can ask Allah's help that I can finish it. Try to squeeze it before Adhan al Isha. An Abi Sa'an Sa'din ibn Abi Waqqas radiallahu an Paul Mankala Hina Yasma al Muazin Ashadu Allah ilaha illallah Wahdahu la sharikala Wa anna Muhammadan Abduhu wa Rasulu Raditu billahi rabba وبمحمد الرسول وبالإسلام دينا غفر له ذنبه رواه مسلم وعن أنس رضي الله عنه قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الدعاء لا يرد بين الأذان والإقامة رواه أبو داود والترمذي وقال حديث حسن This hadith which reported by سعد بن أبي وقاص That Allah's Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa is saying, if one, if anyone says after the Adhan, Ashhadu an la ilaha illallah, wa ashhadu anna Muhammadan wahdahu la sharika lah, wa anna Muhammadan abdu wa rasulu, rujitu billahi rabban, wa bi Muhammadan rasula, wa bil islami deenan, he will be forgiven. I.e., after the Adhan, you will say, I bear witness that none has the right to be worshipped but Allah. He is alone. He has no partner. And that alone, he has no partner. And that Muhammad is his slave and messenger. I am, I am pleased with Allah as my Lord, with Muhammad as his messenger. 
and with Islam as a religion, his sin will be forgiven. The last hadith, which reported by Anas, عن, the supplication, the Prophet ﷺ saying, supplication made between Adhan and the Iqama is never rejected. Rafi! The explanation by Sheikh Ibn Uthaymeen, rahmatullahi alayhi, concerning the this ahadith when a person hears the adhan and after the adhan is finished and he Uh, Al-Fadila is a special uh, rank and position which uh, one of them مقام محمودا الذي وعدته uh, when a person hears the adhan and the adhan is finished and say ashhadu an la ilaha illallah this hadith we just dua that by saying this dua that you will be forgiven as the Prophet ﷺ had told us which is the meaning is I testify that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah alone no partner beside him and I testify that Muhammad is his slave and messenger and pleased with Allah as the Lord and with Muhammad as the messenger and Islam as a religion, if you say this after the then you be forgiven. The last one also which is telling us about the virtues of that time between Adhan and Iqama, we make supplication that will be accepted, will guarantee. So we should take advantage of this that we after the event we make dua or immediately or before the ikama before because the Prophet ﷺ had told us about uh, the virtues that the dua will be answered.
great last comment that the Sheikh Ibn Uthameen rahmatullahi alayhi was talking about He said as salat al qa'ima that means the prayer that about to be established. That because Anida is informing the people about in the time for salah is in. When you say Ati Muhammad al Wasila al Fadila, that means give him this position which the highest position in Jannah. Al-Fadila is a special quality and a special position which is the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam been granted it. Raise him to Al-Maqam Al-Mahmud the praiseworthy position which you had promised him. That Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala had promised the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam when he said in Surah Al-Muzammil uh, when he, he say in ومن الليل فتهجد بي سورة الإسراء ومن الليل فتهجد بي نافلة لك عسى أن يبعثك ربك مقاما محمودا and during the night make tahajjud optional for you so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will raise you to the praiseworthy position the praiseworthy position is the shafa'a the intercession the great shafa'a that because in the day of judgment the people will be in very terrible condition which is you could not take it in that day. That day which is a, the length of that day, 50,000 years. And the people will be gathered in one place, be naked, barefooted, and their eyes been looking up with fear. They did not possess any good or harm to themselves. That day when the person will run away from his father, his mother, his brother, his wife, his children. In that day when the sons come close, the sun come closer to the heads of the mankind. And when no building, no mountains, no shades, nothing there. And everyone try to see a position or to find a way for someone to intercede before Allah. When they go to Adam alayhi salam, and Nuh, Ibrahim, Musa, and Isa, until they go finally the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, and he's the one, he will stand up for this position. This is the word, uh, 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 this is the maqam al-mahmud, the praiseworthy condition which everybody will praise the Prophet ﷺ from the nations before and after. Everybody will admire the Prophet ﷺ because no one can stand up for this position to intercede except the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ. That because everyone from the Prophet's messengers, the honorable people, had made their excuse why they could not intercede, and the only one will do it is the Prophet sallallahu In addition to this, the Sheikh is saying, this hadith been reported by Bukhari. To the end, الذي وعدته. 
But the Sheikh is saying there is other narration which is authentic with the addition say إِنَّكَ لَا تُخْلِفُ الْمِعَادِ Indeed, you never break the promise. So in another narration, which is authentic, that the statement unnakala tukhli for mi'ad. So it should a person include this in his dua because it's been reported. And this is the dua of the believers. As Allah said, رَبَّنَا وَآتِنَا مَا وَعَدْتَنَا عَلَىٰ رُسُلِكَ وَلَا تُخْزِنَا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ إِنَّكَ لَا تُخْلِ فُ الْمِعَادِ Oh Allah! Give us what you promise us on the tongue of your messengers. O Allah, don't defeat us in the day of resurrection. Indeed, you never, you never break the promise. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never break his promise. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most truthful one. And breaking the promise that it can be because a person lying. Or that the person could not fulfill his condition. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most truthful one. And he's able to do all these things. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't lie. Neither Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is able to fulfill what he promised his prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And he said, عَسَىٰ أَنْ يَبْعَثَكَ رَبُّكَ مَقَامًا مَحْمُودًا That Allah will raise you to the position which everybody will praise you for it. And with this, inshallah, we come to the end of this chapter concerning the Adhan. And in continuation, inshallah, will be a new chapter. Will be chapter 187 for next class. And this will be the virtues of praying the salawat. And with this, inshallah, we come to conclusion to our subject for tonight. Jazakum Allah khairan for listening. And I'm sorry, I have to go because it's time for Iqama. Jazakum Allah khairan. And again, like I said, this was only uh, a spare sheikh for the night. Filling in the shoes of our dear respected sheikh. جزاكم الله خيرا فور ليسنينج سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك نشهد ان لا اله الا انت نستغفرك ونتوب اليك In conclusion we ask Allah that he brings you benefit through this lecture For more information you may contact us through the following address The Islamic Propagation Office Rabwa PO Box 29465 Riyadh one one four five seven Saudi Arabia Phone four four five four nine zero zero also four nine one six zero six five Fax four nine seven zero one two six If you would like to listen to more beneficial lectures, feel free to visit our website at www.islamhouse.com Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.